all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Debbie Miner, and I'm here today with Dr. Joshua Mann, Professor and Director of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and Matt Ginn. I think your formal title, Matt, I don't know, but all I know is if, if you need a go-to person about employee wellness and the role model for this state, you go to Matt. That's all I know. For years. Sounds good. <laughs> so that sounds good. And then Ansley Botcher, our pharmacy intern expert is here with us too so we've got a lot to talk about today um we have recently i'll say from the umc university of mississippi medical center perspective we have we have ventured into trying to systematically address workplace wellness is that a good way to put it dr man i think it is so dr man heads our committee with that and we were very very pleased for some of the, I'll say, just even the entry-level steps, entry-level steps that we were able to accomplish some things this past year. And then, of course, it's a it's a work in progress. We've got lots and lots of room for improvement and a long way to go. Matt and his group are, are so far ahead of us. But tell us a little bit about your background, Dr. Mann, and why, why do you think that workplace or employee wellness is important? Isn't it enough just to go to work every day, get through the day, get home? Well, so as far as my background, I'm from Mississippi. Grew up in uh, Stone County, Perkinston. I don't know if folks know where that is, but if you head down here from uh, from Jackson towards Gulfport, you get past Hattiesburg and you get about halfway to Gulfport, and that's uh, where I grew up. Went to uh, medical school at UMMC and uh, finished there in 96. After that, went and did uh, residency training in preventive medicine at the University of South Carolina. Uh, and actually, I was a faculty member at, at uh, USC from 2002 until 2015. And uh, came here to UMC uh, last year to be the department chair for preventive medicine, which is a, uh, a department that had been at UMC for about 50 years and closed about 10 years ago and then has been reopened. So I'm excited to be here, and it's a lot of fun starting a new department. And reopened with a bang, I must say. You and your group are just amazing, amazing. What all y'all been able to accomplish so far? Well, thank you. And one of the interesting, you asked about uh, workplace wellness. So one of the one of the first conversations I had with Dr. Woodward, who is our uh, 
vice chancellor for health affairs, which basically means she's the boss. Yeah, she's our boss. Uh, uh-huh. uh, one of the first things she said, you know, I really think you guys in your department need to do something about employee wellness. And I said, absolutely, that's we will we will do that with Augusta. So we've been really trying to focus on that as one of our key focus areas. Well, it, it just it, so briefly describe some of the things that that. We've been able to do, and uh, and and our efforts were recently recognized with an award. I'll I'll let you mention that uh, from the Mississippi Business Group on Health, and uh, of course Murray Harbor heads that up. So, what are I'll let you tell about that award and some of the things that we were able to accomplish uh, to help us achieve that award. Sure. So um, the the Mississippi Business Group on Health that you mentioned uh, every year, and I think for four or five years, Matt knows this better than me, but for several years now has given uh, workplace awards. Uh, yeah, Matt's in, been involved for a long from time. From Mississippi, yeah. Uh, recognizing healthy workplaces, and they have a number of different categories. And uh, so you, you apply for that, and you, you list the different things that you've been doing. And uh, uh, they have different, different categories and different levels, of course. But uh, we were really happy to be named one of Mississippi's Healthy Workplaces. Um, we didn't win the category that we were in, but uh, we're aiming for it in the next year or two, hoping that we can get a first place prize. But we were really happy to be uh, even just recognized with, uh, and I don't know, maybe there were 30 or so uh, businesses that were uh, recognized at, at that event. So we were very proud of that. Um, interestingly, UMC really hasn't traditionally had a lot going on in the, in the way of uh, employee wellness. I think everything's been very outward looking and people are really uh, working hard to take care of patients and, and uh, teach students and do research and all those things. But uh, I think that's one reason that Dr. Woodward uh, mentioned that to me as one of her priorities when I came. There was an employee wellness committee that I think you were on. Yes. Uh, yes. That had been in, in, in place for maybe since 2014, something like that. Yeah, we just kind of about a year before you came. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I think uh, a lot of folks that had good ideas, but, uh, you know, everybody's busy and pulled in a lot of different directions. So. I think us coming in in preventive medicine and being able to sort of say, okay, we want to take this on and really help push it forward, and certainly uh, with input and assistance from the, that committee, which has been very helpful. Uh, but I think having that that kind of home for it has made a big uh, difference. At least that's my perspective. Provide the direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so we've we started with some easy stuff. Uh, we did the CDC has a, a workplace health assessment that we did. Um, there are a couple of different ones. There's another one called Hero that I think Matt's group uh, uses. Uh, we did that. Uh, we have access to some a number of resources at UMMC through our, our benefits program and things of that nature, but we had not necessarily been taking advantage of them. So we started lining up uh, different presenters uh, to come speak on health-related topics. We certainly have lots of health experts that work there, so we've also had faculty members give some of those presentations. Uh, and then the other thing that we've we've done a good bit of is focusing on uh, what I would call the environment. Um, you linked us in with the American Heart Association with the Mississippi uh, chapter there, and uh, so we did some things related to our, our drink vending machines, making those healthier. Um, and we uh, actually just a couple weeks ago found out that we're going to be getting some uh, healthy food vending machines, which I think is a big win for us. And um, so we're looking at some other things to promote walking and things like that on campus. Uh, just recently, a couple, one of our faculty members in the School of Nursing and also uh, one of our nurses um, who are trained to be Zumba instructors uh, yes, started offering yes. Zumba classes, and we had a very good turnout for that. So uh, we're getting momentum, uh, and um, I'd like to ultimately get sort of where, where Matt's group is uh, and start doing some real um, uh, chronic care management types of things for our employees. We're not there yet, uh, but I, I think that's that's uh, where we'd ultimately like to go because I think there's a lot of 
benefit to be had for work site uh, resources to help people manage chronic conditions. Well, I, you know, I'll kind of say one thing that that we have done and that we always offer is uh, when we talk about our parking situation, that's sometimes not a pleasant conversation at UMC, but I can tell you from my little phone here, I've walked just between my offices this morning. Of course, I use walking as my time to get caught up with looking at my phone and emails and things like that. Sometimes that's not a good thing because I've had a couple of falls, <laughs> but but I've walked 0.94 miles already this morning. You know what? We, so I call that my UMC wellness benefit. Well, you know, there's a, in, in, I think it's April when they have National Walking Day. Yes. And, uh, and, and so we... Um, my idea last year for National Walking Day was to have a bus out, but nobody else liked the idea. I thought <laughs> I we should. That. <laughs> I thought we should. Uh, obviously, there are some folks that that maybe have uh, you know orthopedic issues or whatever that need the bus. But I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we had a day where we basically said, unless you're not able to walk, you have to walk to the parking lot. But yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't and catch to avoid on. those elevators too. Now, I always, I always uh, to me, those stairs are always quicker than those elevators. So I, I tend to take those stairs unless I'm just carrying so much stuff I can't do it. And I I will. Uh, uh, give a a I guess a just a comment of gratitude for everyone that was out for the Sanderson Farm uh, event, and I walked over six miles with that yesterday. Wow. So uh, great crowd, and of course that supports our children's our children's center and raised a lot of money. Just wonderful participation, wonderful weather, and uh, that was a great way to get a lot of exercise <laughs> this weekend being out there for the Sanderson Farm event. Just wear your sunscreen. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Now, now, why did you say that? Did you listen to Dr. Kimberly Ward on our show? I didn't, but uh, but you're fair like like me, so I figure you probably need it. I need it, and goodness, I and we Kimberly Ward with our our face face and whatever center. Face Whatever. and skin? Oh, yeah, thank you. Face and skin. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, see, I'm, I'm honing in on that face thing because we had her on the show, uh, was it last week or week before last? And, of course, she has absolutely beautiful skin. Uh, but we talked about sunscreen and all that, and so I'm fine-tuned into that. In fact, I went home and looked at my bottle of my lotion because she said, you know, just get a store brand, get whatever, just just look and see with the, the SPF. And I looked at my bottle and lo and behold, I thought I was looking to see if it was like a 15 or a 30. And lo and behold, I realized it had no sunscreen in it. Mm. Oh my, I've been thinking that had sunscreen in it all along, sticking it on my face every morning. Wow. I had no idea. What was in it? Well, I mean, it's a moisturizer. It's the, I don't know, the probably the Walmart equivalent to Cetaphil or something, but but it didn't have any in it, so I thought, oh, my gosh, I, I had to reach over and get my husband's. <laughs> but, yes, yes, I did have my sunscreen on, most definitely, most definitely. So, so uh, that, but that was a wonderful, wonderful event. And so y'all have done so much. Oh, my goodness, I can remember going out there. Oh, it's probably been 15 years ago. Has it been that long? And helping with health fairs when y'all were starting to get some things up and speaking at some little... Um, like roundtable type things and discussions and all that. So it's been a while. Yeah, it may have been. But we really hit it hard in 2008 when we really kind of put some hope behind it. Yeah. So tell us about your programs. Tell us about some of the things that y'all did initially, Matt, and then where y'all are now. Sure. We, um, you know, Southern Farm Bureau of Life, we really took, took a real look at improving our employee health and wellness and really educating our employees on how to live a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, they're you know, one of the things we ask all the time, you know, why here, why at work? And, you know, people are at work 
you know, most of the most time, of the time mm-hmm. yeah, 40 hours, mm-hmm. if not more a week, at mm-hmm. least 40. So, you know, we think it's a really great place for you to encourage healthy behaviors there and it really ask them to take it home and hopefully, you know, pay it forward type thing. So we really started in 2008. We really wanted to have sort of a six year plan where we really create awareness. That was our biggest thing is, you know, what is health and wellness? What is you know, what is cholesterol? What is high cholesterol? What is diabetes? What is an A1C mean? All that kind of stuff. So really hit there and said, okay, we're going to try to educate and bring awareness to our employees about all this stuff. You know, we're a life insurance company. We do a little bit on medical records type stuff, you know, um, when we talk about life and people getting their insurance. So we want our, you know, our employees are already somewhat educated on those types of things, but we really wanted to get them, you know, about themselves, you know, what is your health? So we really took two years. So all per, about awareness. more like a personal approach to education and awareness. Yeah, a personal approach and a personal and family approach. You know, mm-hmm. we've always stated that, you know, we try to encourage you to, I guess, tell your friends. And if we can get that bubble and reach your bubble to reach the bubbles bubble and keep reaching outward, we hopefully that, you know, you can get out there and start making a difference in a lot of different people. So we did that and uh, really about awareness first. So we said all about awareness, you know, how how do we get aware and then. The next thing was all about engagement. So now that you're aware of this and that, if you're aware of your cholesterol, if you're aware of what it means to have an A1C of seven, you know, how do you get engaged? How do you get engaged to healthy cooking? How do you get engaged to uh, going out and, you know, just walking a 5K, just walking one mile, all that kind of stuff. So we developed some programs for that. And now we're sort of in our evaluation and, engage, you know, we're really getting in, understanding where our program is, how we're doing it, and what our people want to do more of and, you know, that's one thing that we really did a lot of is offering lots of different things. You know, you could be someone that comes in that, you know, you want to go out and do an Ironman. You know, so mm-hmm. some of our employees, some of our accounting department, they're very competitive. They want to go out there and, and do these Ironmans. And we have some people that come in that want to, they just want to cook better. You know, they mm-hmm. want to learn, you know, what is fresh produce? Where do I get fresh produce and that kind of stuff? And we are Farm Bureau, so we do do a lot with farmers and um, you know, one of the biggest things we've done is had an on-site farmer's market. So, oh, yes. And that's yes. something I think is really caught on here. Mm-hmm. And we have a Farm Bureau member. Uh, his name is Tim Cooper. He comes in, you know, every month in the summer and sells fresh produce to our employees. And we did a real study about, you know, comparing his prices to, you know, the the food chains, you know, around town. And he really came in a, a lot um, less expensive on mm, a few things. It's so, so convenient. Just yeah, right it there. Was great. And ah. it's, it's something that... You know, our upper management said, you know, a farmer's market, we're going to do that on mm. site, and, and it's just taking off, you know. And it's oh, something, yeah. So, yeah, well, y'all got really the perfect everything. setup for it out there, too, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it works out. So we are we are spoiled in a lot of different areas mm-hmm. as far as that goes. You know, we do have the resources and, and some of that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just been sort of a microcosm and a perfect little place to to understand how to do this a lot better. And well, and fun. like you said, some people want to get out there and do an Ironman, and then some people want to just find the cheapest produce they can. Right, take yeah, home and cook. yeah. So, so what, what are individual steps that an individual can make to influence their health and that of their family? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess some individual steps you can do is just find out what's important to you. I mean, and that's something that we try to do some surveys and that kind of things. We are 650 employees right there at our Jackson location. So we're going to survey them and just ask them, you know, what do you want? How do you want to do it? And I think the biggest thing is, you know, how do you make it fun for you and what mm-hmm. do you really want to get into? And, you know, because I think that's the thing that's going to carry it on and keep it going. So, I mean, you know, we've had people come out and say, I could never even walk a mile. So they would come out and say, 
you know, I'm I'm committed to this. I'm going to try to walk this mile and, and learn how to do it. And we would do these this thing called On the Move. We developed this 5K training program where uh, Fleet Feet Sports would come out and mm-hmm. they would partner with us. And they've been a great partner to sort of really understand this. And now we have employees that are leading these sessions that they come out and just say, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to walk a 5K? Do you want to walk and run a little bit on a 5K? Or do you want to get faster at your 5K? You know, I think that's the thing. You know, just make it fun. You know, it's less intimidating as possible the most fun you can have doing the things. Yeah, that's so that's some of the kinds of things that we've tried to think about at, at UMC. And, of course, we're much bigger, much, much bigger. About 10, and, what, 15 uh, times bigger? Yeah. yeah. And and we have some other considerations about logistics and things like that. So that's our music playing. So Jay's saying we need to take a quick break. We'd love to hear from you. Any, any ideas or comments that you have about workplace, employee wellness, why you think it's important, what things could be done to improve a, a well, uh, an employee work site and wellness addressing that, and then how this may have affected you personally. We'd love to hear from you. one 672 7464 That's one eight seven seven mpb ring and we'll be back with you right after this break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Debbie Miner. I'm here today with Matt Ginn, Ansley Botcher, and Dr. Josh Mann. So we're talking about employee worksite wellness and why that's important. And you know, I, I, I wonder, I wonder just from a, um, I'll ask Dr. Mann and um, Matt about this, but even from from an individual, going back to the individual, because work sites are made up of individuals. It, is there any evidence uh or is there are there thoughts that that when there are work site wellness programs that that influences that influences morale does that influence uh any health measures are people more productive those kinds of things i i I think there are some a, a good number of studies and it's like any area of research; they tend to be uh, all over the place uh, mm-hmm. from one study to the next. But my my read of the studies is that, uh, in terms of health outcomes and that sort of thing, is that if you have good programs that have good engagement uh, and target employees well, that you do get improvements in health outcomes. Uh, it it really does depend on the level of engagement uh, that you can get. And, and Matt talked about that some with with uh, Farm Bureau and what they've done. Uh, 
uh, it stands to reason to me that you would have improvements in uh, morale and sort of in people's sense of connection uh, to the workplace. I'm not sure if there have been scientific studies looking at that or not, but it, it's hard for me to to think that it wouldn't matter to employees when they have a, a sense that their uh, employer cares about their well-being mm-hmm. and, and wants and sees them as more than just a, a, a cog in a wheel. Yeah, and I think it's all about the approach to that. You know, there is a lot of sort of qualitative data to that. You can always ask, and, you know, the employees will say, yeah, you know, I love this, this, and this. You know, it's hard to get that quantitative, like, hard numbers on that kind of stuff. You know, we've done a couple of things, and, and we just did a big sort of engagement survey um, at, our, at our place at Farm Bureau, and you really see that if you're doing it for the right reason, you know, if you're not doing it um, to go in there to lower costs, lower health costs, you know, that's not really the reason to go do this kind of thing. The reason is, you know, just to, to make your workplace a better place to go every day. And, and you know, and it, it's it's all the way around. You know, it's everything there there is to do with enjoying and have a great place to work and just caring about your employees' health and wellness is just a part of that piece. And, um, you know, it's a great part of it. You know, we hear things all the time. We did do a few, um, you know, sort of quantitative deals where we uh, we have an on-site medical clinic. So we have something, you know, on the second floor. You can go down and see a nurse practitioner, see a doc two days a week that you can go down. We're able to say, you know, time away from work, if you're able to go down and really look at that, and we're able to put sort of a dollar figure to, you know, an hourly wage and really understand, you know, time away from work, how long, if you go outside of the office, you know, or if you stay inside, you know, how how much more time away from work are, are you able to have for that? So, I mean, there are some of those kind of measures that we see. Um, yeah, but just morale in general, you can you can see a few times where people come in and say, oh, man, I love it, you know, go down there, you know, 20-minute visit, got to actually talk with my provider a little bit. You know, I, I covered maybe one thing, but... You know, we we got off and talked about two, three, four more things and really addressed me as a person and how you do that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer that morale, you know, probably increases a little bit. Um, but it's, it's really hard to, to gauge and measure exactly how it happens. Well, do you all have any kind of incentives for participation? Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. We, um, you know, there's a thing called value-based uh, benefit design, and, and that's sort of our insurance design is we have a – $30 a month premium discount. So if you, you know, that's sort of your big incentive is to go in and we ask that you do three things. We ask that you go do your preventive exam, you know, so everyone sort of just knows where they are year after year. Uh, you do a blood panel and you do a, a follow-up visit with your provider. Now we do say that, um, you know, out of the blood panel, there's five benchmarks. And if you meet all the benchmarks, you're good to go. You earn that discount. If you don't meet one of the benchmarks, say your uh, cholesterol is a little high, we just ask that you get into a cholesterol management program. You know, we're not saying your cholesterol has to be this. We're just saying if it's not this, then, you know, we ask that you just get into a program to learn more about your cholesterol and learn more about, you know, ways to, to make that cholesterol go down. And that's for our employees and their spouses. So we really encourage that, too, that, you know, not only you're doing it, but your spouse is also going in and, and really understanding about their health as well. So, yeah, there is that kind of incentive. Mm-hmm. And we also do, you know, the gift cards. I mean, we have 10 sort of healthy people around uh, healthy vendors around the town where we'll do some $20 gift cards for this and that. Mm, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, we've got a lot of good resources. And, and Debbie, I think you sort of alluded to this uh, briefly earlier, but we, we are at a little bit of disadvantage at UMMC being a, a state uh, agency, so we don't have as much flexibility around things like insurance premiums and that sort of thing because those are basically the same for uh, you know any of the state agencies. So we have to... Um, you know, just be a little, a little more creative and try to think about how we can uh, incentivize people for 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 uh, taking healthy steps. 
Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it, too, is some of the things that we're doing is is making different options available for people to participate in, whether it's getting a healthier snack from the vending machine or taking the stairs instead of the elevator or uh, marking out a, a walking trail or I'm trying to think of other things that we've done. We've done recently. We've had a, a different, of course, you mentioned the, the topic type discussion things, and those have been widely mm-hmm. attended. So well, we and appreciate we're, it. Yeah, and we're, we're, um, we're working on uh, hopefully uh, having some of our students uh, do health screenings, for, mm-hmm. which I think will be uh, for employees, which I think mm-hmm. will be a really cool deal, both for the employees because they're obviously a, a, a large workforce potentially, but also uh, I think it's a good um, experience for the students uh, to be involved in that sort of thing as well. And that, I think that uh, gets gets at the core mission of uh, UMMC and why I think uh, in our circumstance, it's another reason why workplace wellness is important. And that is that we're uh, a lot of, of health professions, education, as I see it anyway, is really acculturation. And we're trying to inculcate certain uh, professional values into physicians and nurses and pharmacists and so on. And so uh, I think to the extent that we create a, a healthy culture in the medical center, we're, we can export that uh, to the rest of the state and, and hopefully over time get away from kind of the traditional um, what people call the disease care or sick mm-hmm. care model and mm-hmm. more to a health care model that's more focused on health promotion. Yeah, yeah that's so encouraging yeah. for I mean, us as employers and as payers into the system to understand that, you know, these docs and these nurses that are coming out, they, they sort of have this mindset of prevention and of healthy lifestyles and all that kind of stuff. So that, yeah, it's a big culture. And it's, yeah, it's great to hear. It's a major culture. Yes, yes. And I, I know one time before, uh, and I know you've got to go, Dr. Mann, and we're going to have you back. So That sounds like fun. Yes, yes. I feel we'll like have, I've hit the big time. This is my first I, time in a radio studio. I know, I know. Well, once you're here, you always have to come back. I thought there'd be a lot more knobs. <laughs> I guess the knobs are somewhere else. No, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Um, but if, if we think about uh, the culture, I know one time there's my music, so we have to take a break. But uh, I know I had a caller one time, and he he said that he had all, he had insurance, he had insurance and good insurance, but he could never take off to actually go for his mm-hmm. annual wellness screening, and it was just really a culture of no, you don't do those kinds of things. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh! Doesn't that make you just it cringe? Yeah. Mm, it does. Well, we need to take a quick break. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Man. And we will have you back, and then we'll return uh, right after this quick break. Southern Remedy, healthy and fit. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. 
Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm here today with Ansley Botcher and Matt Ginn from Southern Farm Bureau. So we are talking about worksite wellness, workplace wellness, and some of the things that, that go into that and creating this culture this culture of why that's so very, very important. And we will go to Emerson on the line. Good morning, Emerson. Thank you so much for holding during the break. Good morning. How are you all doing? We are fine. You know, I'm thankful to God that you all are on the line. It's really um, it, it's something. I, I run a nonprofit in Louisiana, and I have a partner in Mississippi, and we've been talking about farmers' markets and workplace and workplace um, wellness. Great. All of a sudden, I'm listening to this this morning, and I have a question. <laughs> Um, how difficult is it to set up a workplace wellness program? Uh, well, well, you got the expert here because Matt has spearheaded this and he has done this. He is, he is, he is there. I'll say it's a, always uh, uh, an act in progress, right? Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, it's ever evolving. You've been involved in it for so long, so yeah, you can clearly address that. Yeah. Well, Emerson, it's great to hear from you. You know, I, you know, I think. Um, it starts with leadership, and that's something that, that we have been really blessed to have is just great leadership that really see, you know, the why of this. And, you know, there's there's a great um, a great online uh, thing called the HERO, Health Enhancement Research Organization, and they have a thing called a HERO scorecard, and it really puts it into five big categories of, you know, what kind of programs do you have, what kind of leadership do you have, what kind of engagement do you have, and it's a really good scorecard, and that's where we really just, you know, cut our teeth on that. And we said, okay, let's go in and take an honest assessment. It goes through your whole uh, organization, what you got going on, what kind of resources you have, what kind of leadership involvement you have. And you really go through that and you say, okay, we're good at this. We're not good at this. And this is how we're going to plan. And this is what we're going to do. So, you know, things like that and things, you know, you're just thinking out of the box, you know, like the farmer's market, like you said, and especially with Louisiana being such a great uh, state for produce and all that kind of stuff. And people that, you know, really get involved and get engaged with that kind of stuff. You know, I, I think it's just there and just asking your employees, you know, what do you want? You know, how do you want to do this and what are your families like? And and, and Dr. Mann, uh, Dr. Josh Mann had mentioned also the CDC or Centers for Disease Control Scorecard. So we, we, yes. we actually looked at both of them. And it's not done in a punitive way. It's more, yeah. like you said, to let you know where you are and to give you ideas of things. Uh, to put it right in front of you of the things that you can address, the things sure. you can address to to improve improve both the health of your employees and how that's that culture is is maintained in an everyday basis. Yeah, and also you know the lady Cheryl from the Louisiana Business Group on Health, she was one of our key uh, contributors to starting our Mississippi Business Group. So. Louisiana has a great a great culture already down there with this kind of stuff too, so mm-hmm. that'd be great. Yeah, they've done some pretty progressive things in yeah. Louisiana. We've we've looked at uh, Louisiana um, some different models for uh, workplace kitchens and oh, nice. helping employees learn to cook healthier and and some other things. So I know y'all have got a great a lot of great things going on. So Emerson, any other comments? Only one. Um, how would I make the? How would I contact? Um, you said there was an online resource called Hero. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the dash hero dot org. You just go there www hero dot org and it'll get you going. And then the Louisiana Business Group on Health too. I mean, she's great. And I will say too, um, Josh, you mentioned American Heart Association. They have some great guides and support type things for workplace wellness. There are a lot of there are a lot of the nonprofits do, of course. And I just happened to have looked at that one pretty extensively this past week. But they have a lot of things that they can come in and help you do assessments and help put things into place. Um, everything from 
eating focus to basically, you know, health focus through like Life Simple 7 um, and then, you know, event participation and all that, too, for for employees to to promote employee engagement. So yeah, that's there, a there great are point. lots of lots of great support. Yeah, a lot of free around. resources. Oh, free. Too. That's what I'm talking about. Free yeah. resources. I mean, that's yeah. how we kind of oh, yeah. got started. Just oh, yeah. Free resources. Everybody's oh, yeah. out there doing it. It's, yeah, it's great. I, I can't remember. I can't remember when we had that National Walking Day. It seems like. I don't know, was that in the spring or something? But American Heart came out and, you know, was there with us and supported it. And it was just for our employees. It wasn't like a, you know, a citywide. I know y'all do with Watermelon Classic and right. all kinds of fun things like that. But this was just like our group. And, and it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people out there and just kind of all walked together during our lunch hour. And then we'll talk to uh, something that you definitely need to focus on is uh, National Healthy Eating Day is coming up. And we're, we're going to talk about that, too, after we go to some of our callers on the line. So, so all kinds of different ideas and support groups. Yeah, tons of resources. So let's go to our next caller on the line. Uh, good morning, Andrea from Jackson. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Any comments you have today about uh, worksite wellness, Andrea? Um, yes, just, you know, it's so important as far as employees are concerned to be healthy. We actually are promoting to walk. So... 30 minutes a day is all you need as far as what you can do right now for your heart health. And all the time when they mention that they do not have the time to walk, if you have a meeting, for instance, and the meeting is going to last 15 minutes, have a walking meeting. So if you were to have three meetings for 15 minutes within your day, that's 45 minutes of exercise that you've already got. That's a great point. And uh, so anything coming up in our area that you know about, Andrea, that would be good yes. to participate in? We have the Heart Walk, which is going to be on Saturday, November the 12th. Um, we made sure that there would be no Ole Miss or Mississippi State home game on that day. Um, so we hope to see everybody at the state capitol. It will be in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, the festivities start at 8 o'clock a.m. on November the 12th. And the walk actually begins at 9.15. It is free to the public, so we would love to have everyone come out. We have a fantastic kid zone, and you're more than welcome to bring your animals as long as they're on a leash. Um, it's a 3.1-mile <laughs> walk, um, and anybody is welcome. We have ages out there from six months old all the way to 100 years old. Um, the theme this year is Walk to the 80s. So make sure you dress in your 80s attire. We'll have a DJ, kid zone, like I said, and it's a wonderful, wonderful time. Well, that's a great way to get uh, to build employee morale, get an employee team together to sure. participate right. in something like that. We have, we have organizations with 30 organizations around um, the Jackson, Metro Jackson community to get involved. Everyone wears their organization T-shirts. So as far as camaraderie internally, it's fantastic. And the 80s were such a good time for health and fitness. You know, with like mm-hmm. yeah. all the workout tapes and yeah. the VHSs, and the, yeah. yeah, that's a great. And that's when everybody kind of started jogging yeah. and all that. Leg warmers, right? Yeah. Leg warmers, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Oh my goodness, I have to think about that '80s attire. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, Andrea, now from what the way you're talking, do you work with the American Heart Association? Yes, I am actually the Heart Walk Director at American Heart. Well, thank you for calling because we've already been talking about some of the uh, Dr. Mann had mentioned American Heart Association and some of their things, and we'd already mentioned some of the way some of the uh, the resources that American Heart Association has to to help with employee wellness and workplace wellness. Actually, yes. 
Um, you can get material too on um, www.heart.org, um, or you can find out more information as well on the Heart Walk at www.metrojacksonheartwalk.org. Okay, great. Well, thank you for calling. When we first got started, we were, you know, uh, the Fit Friendly Companies Award that the American Heart Association gives out, and you know, that was really one of the first things that we ever did. So, yeah, great resources at AHA. And y'all have continued that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, built upon great. that. Built yeah. upon it. Well, uh, I, in, in thinking about when Dr. Dr. Mann was describing our process for, for looking at some of our, uh, our measures, our markers, so the HERO assessment as well as the CDC assessment, one of the things that we had looked at, and Dr. Mann had mentioned changing our vending machines, and, and we, <laughs> because I'm just going to say it, I'm just going to say it, Matt, but sometimes it's a little bit harder to get things done at UMC mm. than it is probably where you are. Sure. <laughs> and Dr. Mann alluded to that a little bit. But, I mean, we are a state agency, and we're big and wonderful and everything else, and so that's great. But sometimes it's just a little bit harder because they're probably a little bit more oversight in the things that you have to go go through. But one of the things that we looked at in our vending machines is we looked at, we, we, we actually used the American Heart Association assessment of that to see where we are in providing access from just, I mean, we're not telling anybody if, it, if you need a Snickers one day and you got to have a Snickers, we still got a Snickers available. Right. But making sure that we do offer those healthy snacks, beverages, have them available in case someone wants to choose that. And so there are specific guidelines that measure that. Well, we were successful. I had someone tell me this would take forever to happen, make it happen. But we were successful. And one thing that we we um, piggybacked on is our legislation, our progressive. I know your mother. I know your mother worked with this many, many oh, yeah. years ago in the Office of Healthy Schools and looking at the vending machines from 2007 on. We've right. looked at those kinds of things. We, well, more progressive even legislation was passed this past year in reference to that. And so in looking at putting that into place in the school systems, they had guidance. So we we actually went back and looked at what the schools were going to have to put in place. And a lot of that, the work, the nutrient review work on individual snacks and all that, like how many, how many grams of sugar, salt, all that kind of stuff, that percent fat. The Alliance for Healthier Generation has a wonderful, wonderful tool. And they, had, they really provided all the work for that. So we went back right. to the Alliance for Healthier Generation and uh, did that. And then, and then we're able to go, I'll give a shout out to our vendor, Brown Vending. So brown bottling. So we were able to go back to them and say, hey, look, we want to put the same kind of thing into place that the schools are putting into place. So it was kind of like a no-brainer, a no-brainer. And so we were able to do that. We were able to do that. And now we're going to take it to the next level and have um, some other even types of vending machines. And Brown's going to provide that, too. Some other types of vending machines that I can't wait to see what they have in them. I mean, it's going to be really exciting. Some of the the things that some of the really progressive – places work sites have done as far as like fresh foods in the vending oh, machine great. that's great yeah and it's that culture thing and if you you are the creator of the culture so mm-hmm. it's great that your vendor is helping come along with that too yes yes we're very excited about that so so are those some of the level type things that y'all have done also yeah we've looked at our vending and, and you know with the heart association rosa came out and, and took a look at you know what we have going on we work with a company called all vend and what we do is you know we are an, an insurance agency a life insurance and um, on insurance policies, you do uh, 
you know, your policies are rated different ways, and we sort of did our vending in that way. So we have a super preferred um, vending option, a preferred and a non-preferred vending options. And, uh, you know, your super preferred is sort of the green. Uh, your, you know, your preferred is the, the yellow, and your non-preferred is the red. So we kind of took a little spin on it from an insurance point of view just to, you know, make it sort of drive home to our employees and, and make it relatable and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's just something. And our, our vendor works with, uh, I think, the Mayo Clinic guidelines mm-hmm. on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's great. You know, Rosa came out. She takes. A look, she took a look at it, and um, yeah, it's just great to have these resources available. And you know, we are the culture creators, and we're the ones that are saying, you know, this is kind of the way we expect it to be, and we want it to be. And you know, hopefully, our vendors will come along with us. Mm, that's great. Mm. So we need to take another quick break. So when we get back, I'm going to get Ansley to to highlight for us what National Healthy Eating Day is all about, and what we need to do on that day. All right. Goodness, <laughs> I think I'll have to forego my Snickers on that day. <laughs> so thank you for listening. We're talking talking about worksite wellness and we'll be back with you right after this break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Debbie Miner with Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, and today we've been talking about workplace employee wellness and what a difference that can make, what a difference that can make in our in individual everyday lives since most of us are at work 40-plus hours a week, So, uh, and then how it can make a difference as, as far as just the culture, the culture of, of your work site and uh whether you look forward to going to work every day, even even at that level. So this week is National Healthy Eating Day. I think it's Wednesday, November second. So, Ansley, tell us a little bit about that, and what could what could someone do at their workplace to promote that, or what do we need to be doing about that? Okay, so yeah, it's on Wednesday, November second, and it's through American Heart Association. And it's just a chance to um, kick off a healthier lifestyle, some things you can do at your workplace, or you can recognize employees or community members who have recently made a healthy change or commitment in their healthy living. You can offer a healthy lunch. And then you yourself, you know, when you are at the vending machine, you can make a healthier snack choice, you know, bring your lunch. If you're eating out with uh, coworkers or friends, you know, look at the nutritional facts on the menus, just things like that. And um, you can actually go to heart org slash healthy living and they have some resources and free tips and tools you can look at if you want to look further into it yes i definitely need to look further into it 
we need to make sure we promote that. That's a great, great thing to promote. Yeah, just making that healthy choice, and you, you may like it. You know, you may wind up actually <laughs> liking the healthier choice. So, yeah, it's a great day to sort of focus on that. So, so during the break, you were telling me a little bit of something that y'all are doing about eating healthy. Yeah, we're so, we um, we partner with our our on site clinic, and our sort of uh, health promotion vendor is uh, Southern Health Network, and they have a registered dietitian. Her name is Constance Shelby, and um, you know she's great. And what we're doing this uh, this month, we we call our program Fit with Food, and we try to every month have a little program around food and fitness. Uh, last month we did, or actually it's this month we did uh, sort of what to do with a pumpkin, you know, things that you can do oh, with a pumpkin. Yeah. And, um, so that was a lot of fun. How you can do some different pumpkin recipes and actually make them healthy. And what we're trying to do for November is we're trying to, we're going to do something kind of themed around Thanksgiving meals. And how do you go out and, you know, cook sort of a tasty, healthy Thanksgiving meal. I don't know if that's sort of an oxymoron or not, but we're going to, we're going to try it out. And what we're going to do is our employees are going to submit their sort of favorite Thanksgiving recipes, the Constance, and Constance is going to go through and take a look at that, and she's going to work with a, a lady that works with us, Mary Catherine Ship, and they're going to go through and say, all right, you know, maybe you could transfer and substitute, you know, this for that and, and make your recipes a little bit healthier, um, you know, and just some little things, you know, sort of the quote-unquote low-hanging fruit of, of recipes and how you can go in there and, you know, maybe not so much sour cream, maybe you could trade um, you know, coconut oil or avocados or something like that for different things. And you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then we're going to make a little book, and it's going to be available for all of our employees. What fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, I, we had a little thing at work on Friday, and I'd made a dip, and I had everybody guess what my secret ingredient was. Because it, well, it was a little orange tint to it. And yeah. so I basically had replaced some of the sour cream and all that with everybody named all kinds of things and nobody guessed until I had to give them a hint. I mean, like associated with Halloween. Oh, it was a pumpkin. Pumpkin. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I threw pumpkin in my dip. It was so good. Was it good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was really good. Yeah, so those kind of things. I mean, it, and it can make it fun, you know, your same old recipes and you know, we are in the South, and we do have, like, some really good cooks and really good recipes. And it is sort of a culture change in that way, too. But, you know, it's a fun way to sort of look at it. Oh, I love disguising foods to get my family to eat. Oh, that's great. Hiding things, yeah. hiding things. Now, Andrea, are you still there? No? Okay. I was trying to decide if Andrea was yes, still. Yes, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Did you have any other comments for us? Um, no, I, I did want um, to talk to you. You were talking in regards to the vending machine. Yeah. Um, just. To know, just to give an idea as far as a visual, if you drink a soda, a 16-ounce soda, it is 16 tablespoons of sugar. A lot of people think if they drink Gatorade that it's a healthier option. It's actually nine tablespoons of sugar. Oh, my goodness. Just to kind of get a difference in variance, I mean, obviously water is going to be your best option. So I just wanted to point that out. Well, that's a good point because, look, uh, in fact, I've got sitting right in front of me, most of the sugar in our diet... Most of the sugar in our diet comes from drinks, drinks, energy drinks, sodas, et cetera, about 36% of the sugar. And most people don't realize it because that was such a great example of, because if you look at labels, four grams, four grams of sugar equals a teaspoon. So if you look at something and it's got 28 grams, that means it's got seven teaspoons of sugar. And most of the time, you would never sit there and put seven teaspoons of sugar in anything. Anything, right. anything, but it can be, it can get into those beverages so quick. 
so quick. Yes. So that's yeah. a great point. That's that's the easiest way that I can, that's what I tell patients. That's the easiest way to get rid of sugar in your diet. No sugar beverages. Yep. And two, just hope to see everybody at the Hot Walk on November the 12th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Yes, thank you so much. Anything to add to that, Matt? No, I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, you can, yeah, the, the sugar piles up and you wear it. You wear it. Yeah, it's one great thing. You to wear think it because about. you know we think about, uh, it, of course, our our recent food dietary guideline changes, and we've talked about that on the show a lot. But we used to have this major, major, major focus on fat, 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 fat. Right. And and if you look back over time, and you mentioned the '80s and all that, and if you look back over time and the change in obesity rates, it's probably, uh, well. I don't want to say this is cause and effect as such, but let's just say there's a temporal association with our increase, increase attention on fats. So people start eating less fats. And what do they do? More start sugar. more sugar. And what do our obesity rates do? Go up. Went up, 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 sure. up, up, up. So, of course, uh, you know, that's just a temporal association. But a lot of people think that, that, that the dangers of sugar, the dangers of sugar in so many ways contribute to our obesity problems as well as lots of other other issues. So that was a great point for Andy to bring up, to always highlight how much sugar is in things and reading those food labels. Well, right. so now in your vending machines, you, I, I was curious. I wanted to ask you and didn't, mean, didn't want to interrupt. But when you said, like, prefer, do y'all put stickers on things? Or is there something? How would I know that this is a green food? Yeah. Or, or, um, a, or, a, or a yellow? Or then be embarrassed walking around with my choice of my red? <laughs> yeah, our, uh, our vendor... It does that, and he has a great little uh, call-out box that sort of says green means this, you know, yellow means this, red means this, and on each button, when you're about to push the button, it's got that big sticker on it, so you know, I guess, you know, point of decision prompts, that's a big thing that we're, we try to do a lot of, too, is we try to increase the, encourage the healthy choice, so we want you pushing the green and not the red, and then we have an on-site cafe, so when you're there, we want you to see sort of the caloric intake you're about to take in, um, you know, the different foods you're about to take, so yeah, you're pushing the green or you're pushing the red. So you you know and you kind of know what it's what it's for. And so in at your workplace cafeteria are uh, is a nutritional the nutritional um, value of food is is that displayed? Do people know? It is. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Definitely, it's, it's displayed. And then we're also we incent that too. That if you get if you buy nine, we call it the mindful meal. If you buy nine for my mindful meals. You get your tenth for free, so you know we try to do little things oh, like that. How nice! Um, you know, trying to encourage different ways. We're trying to, um, you know, make the, the healthy food a little bit less expensive. Well, good. Ah, uh, that's great. Yeah. Appreciate all that y'all do. Appreciate the role model that you are, and and how uh, how y'all have encouraged workplace wellness. Yeah, we look forward very, to working very much. at UMC. I mean, it's a great. It's going to be a great deal there too. Mm. So thank you for joining us this week. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. Next week, we'll be talking with Anna Blair Brown and Ansley about supplements. So get your supplement questions ready. And so we'll talk about uh, different things and how useful they are, as well as how do you pick a supplement. So we're a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, funded in part from the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and a generous support from the members of Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Our uh, our guests today were Dr. Josh Mann from UMC and Matt Ginn from Southern Farm Bureau. So please join us next week at 11 for Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio.